And we are off, everybody. Welcome are you, are you, back. Welcome back. Another episode of the Dynasties podcast, man. Last episode, we had the full panel today. We're going at it just us three, you know, your boy, your brother, Darius Capers, a.k.a. Kung Fu Cape, Darius underscore Capers on all the socials. You know how I'm coming. You know I'm hyped for this episode. My boys, you know. Hey, look. I'm going to go ahead and toss it to my co-host, man. Y'all boys going to introduce hey, yourselves. To they the wrote them off, but they ain't right back. We ain't right back. He ain't right back. He ain't right back. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy. It's your neighborhood hope dealer. It's the man who's giving out dreams and giving away things. It's your boy, Henry Capers. Check your boy out at Long Live My Reign, all caps. You can also check me out on Capers Cares Foundation uh, on Instagram. Those are my media, my social medias. Check me out. We back, man. Hey, hey, come on, Kansas City. We're going to bounce back, baby. We all right. Here we go. And you already know, this your boy, Kurt. And I am King Vincent on IG, because that's all I got. And you know what I'm saying? My prediction is so good, you think I got the inside scoop, baby. That's a lie. Let me stop. Hey, stop. Hey, hey, stop my prediction right is so good. That's a lie. Hey, that's my prediction is so good, you think I'm in the mob. You think I'm uh, running this. That's a lie. Let me, let me explain well, why that's a lie. I got to tell the people real quick, bro. Hey, I got to tell the people real quick. Come on, ears, buddy. Because last week, last week, I let you bait me into that stupid prediction. <laughs> With the Seahawks game, I just bro, yeah, you know, bro, I don't, I, I don't, I don't get it. I, Kyler Murray, uh, Cardinals, what are y'all doing? I don't get it. Hey. Like Cliff Kingsbury, y'all are tripping, bro. Hey. Y'all are y'all are tripping. I'm I'm excited to see that y'all made a, the move to go get Robbie Anderson. My prediction last week was kind of correct. I thought he was going to Dallas. He ended up going to the Cardinals. Still, NFC team makes sense for them to go with trading him to the Cardinals because the Cardinals need receiver help. I'm also excited yeah. to see that D-Hop, this is going to be D-Hop's first game back. So D-Hop and Robbie Anderson are playing tomorrow night's game. That's going to be a game you want to glue your eyes to because I think if Kyler Murray does right, they're going to air that joke out. I think D-Hop going to go crazy tomorrow. So, but I just, I can't believe I let you bait me into that, Kurt. I was just like, <laughs> I felt like a sucker, bro. I was, hey, I, man, I saw that score and I was like, nine to 19? Hey, like, bro, what is happening? Yeah, man. Hey, that's Gino a, that's not, honestly Gino not playing with y'all no more this year. He said he's tired of playing these games, bro. Stop it. Stop it. That's Stop honestly, it. look, Kurt, that's honestly how I felt too, man. Henry suckered me into betting against the best team in the NFL, man. Uh, yeah. hey. Betting on the daggone Dallas Cowboys. Uh, gosh, man. Cooper Rush, he, he was perfect all season. Did not turn the ball over one time, and he just forgot how to play football yesterday. So, hey. I mean, last week. So, who knows? But even with his performance, they still had a shot to win, though. If they you did know, have yeah, I know it's hard win. putting that kind of pressure on that defense, but if they would have made one of them, one of them stops, you know, they could have very stops. well got it going because it was what was it, twenty to seventeen at one point, so they had a shot. twenty to seventeen, yeah, and they had a chance. They, they went down twenty zero, then you get back to twenty seventeen, you got momentum, so they had a shot. But here's the issue that with Dallas, that Dallas defense, though. They gave up three straight third downs, third and four, third yeah, and five, yeah. third and two, yeah, and yeah. you got to be able to stop the run, man. They they just couldn't. And here's the issue with that Dallas defense. The issue is that while that defense is good and while I think they're improving in their secondary, 
I question if they have the legs to be able to make it all the way through the year. I can see that Dallas defense catching a significant injury, whether it's Trayvon Diggs, whether it's Michael Parsons, whether it's somebody on their defensive line. Uh, Lawrence is never – he's never healthy all year long. No. And so that's what we're waiting – that's what I'm waiting on to he get hurt. He's always on a three-game vacation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's always on IR. So it's kind of like – Same thing with – look, same thing with Leighton Vander Esch. The last two yeah. seasons, he's been dealing yeah. with injuries. Michael Parsons yeah. had that, what, groin, hamstring, tightness. Yeah. And he was sick one game. He when they played, uh, uh, what was it? The Giants. He wasn't even feeling good. So, right. like y'all said, it's yeah. it's it's true. And he it's, might miss some time. And this is hard on them because they don't have a deep depth chart for the defense. Sure, like once sure. you, once you go past, once sure. past that start eleven, it's all sure. downhill from there. Sure. Yeah. They might they might be they might be in total defensive players. They might be thirteen solid defensive players on that team, yeah. but in a fifty three man roster, that's not good at all. You no. know what I'm saying? Because but, you can bet that about, I, uh, you can bet. That I mean, about think about it though. You, you play, you play eleven on defense. So I mean, you got thirteen yeah. good ones. You, you put them eleven. But, let, but let's be real. Out. You don't let's have anything to sub out. They playing the whole game. Yeah, let's. And be when real. you can't stop nobody on third down, that's a that's a long drive for yeah, your offense to go turn it over three times and you get back on the field quick. That Dallas defense, that Dallas defense doesn't have eleven studs on there. So let's be real. Like, oh, they don't. They, they ain't eleven studs on that defense, and so we can't even I say take three and a half. Maybe four, maybe yeah. four. If you talk about, you know, Lawrence, I was saying Vanders was the half. No, oh yeah, D- Lawrence yeah, was the half. Yeah, Lawrence, Lawrence is definitely a stud. Lawrence will be a Pro Bowler this year. Yeah, just I mean, the way Micah Parsons is playing, I would say Diggs, Micah Parsons, Lawrence are the definite studs, and then Vanders is a half because, like you said, he he be hit or miss sometimes, and, and I don't yeah, know. He's always hit or miss. And even with Diggs, like, he'll give up. He'll give up a play or two. So, <laughs> he will he, give up a play yeah, he's that. He'll, he'll give you two picks, but he'll give up 200 yards. He'll, he'll do that. I ain't never seen nobody give up plays, right? Like, Diggs, Diggs choose plays to give up. Like, he just be like, I'm going to give this one up just off GP, right? And I'm looking at their roster right now. They got Malik Hooker on the bench. He's their second safety. Yeah. He's okay. Trash. He's, 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 he's kind of a bust. Jerron really, Curse. Yeah. Jerron Curse. I think he's a good, he's a decent football player. Curse, uh, but he you, gets penalties a lot though. But yeah. Curse is penalty prone, yeah. bro. Yeah. Especially I mean, that, he, against uh, Philly. He can't cover. That's why he's not a he's not he's a cover not. safety. <laughs> no. He's a he's a yeah. linebacker that's fast. Like he's not a he's cover basically. safety. Uh, right. And Anthony Barr, like Anthony Barr, I think might be their their next premier guy that might be somebody worth like looking at. But there's a reason why Minnesota let him go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, his, his prime was four years ago and yeah, an injury and a half ago. And he only been in the league five, five years. He stayed there long enough to get their retirement plan. Man, he's good. Hey, that's what a lot of cats out here are looking for, though. I ain't mad at nobody who catch that check. But yeah, man, we done jumped right into it. Go ahead and start the show. We did. We did. Listen, yeah, we we need to go ahead and we jumped right into it talking about the bets and stuff we had and the predictions we had last week. I just want to go and recap the records for y'all for people last week. So the crazy thing is the two best records for the last week were the two kids that are newer, were the two guys that are newer on the show, Alex and Reese. Reese had the best record at eight and five. We did forget a game. I apologize. We're not going to forget a game this week, though. 
Reese went eight and five. Alex was seven and six. Me and Henry were both seven and six as well. And Kurt and chugging up the rear at six and seven. Yeah. Me and Kurt, man, I'll give Kurt a break, though. We both believed in Dallas when we should not have believed in Dallas. And that's what hurt our record. But it's okay. I could have told y'all good. Dallas wasn't going to win that game. They like, got a case of Powerade out of something. Hey, okay, well, listen, here we go. You got a case You got a case of Powerade, but the way things are looking, you finna give me 10. So you better not take a sip from exactly. none of them cases. Yeah, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put it on layaway. Just yeah, you gonna have to. You gonna have to. Matter of fact, I'll take one off the case you might owe me because that Chicago bet is not it, Jack. Look, like we talked about last week, Justin Fields might be the worst statistical quarterback in the NFL, and it's just off of just his stats. Like his stats are just the worst. Worst completion percentage. You know, he's terrible, man. He's shown me that I cannot go out on the limb with Chicago right now. But you know what? It's okay. I made the bet. I stand on it. Mm -mm. And so that kind of leads us right into summarizing the scores. We're starting right off with the garbage Chicago Bears. They played the Washington Commanders on Thursday night of last week. The Commanders won 12 to 7. And I'm going to talk about them because we need to take a break and have a conversation about them. Because. Let's get let's my, get let's get all the way through it. Let's get all the way through okay. it, and let's talk okay. about the commanders. We're going to ready to argue. I'm ready to argue. I have about. something that okay. I want to say to my counterpart, Mr. Henry Capers, about them. Bring it on. But like I mentioned, the commanders <laughs> beat the Bears twelve to seven. The Colts, Kurt's Colts, beat the Jacksonville Jaguars thirty-four to twenty-seven. Back in blood, baby. Yeah, that's how that, I the Bengals. Yeah. The Bengals beat the Saints 30 to 26. Rams beat the Panthers 24 to 10. The 49ers lost to the Falcons. None of us picked the Falcons last week, 28 to 14. My New York football Jets beat up on the Green Bay Packers 27 to 10. The Giants beat the Ravens 24 to 20. Seattle beat Arizona 19 to 9. The Chargers beat the Broncos 19 to 16. Broncos lost in the worst possible way. The Patriots blew out the Browns 38 to 15. The Vikings won 24 to 16 against Miami Dolphins. Pittsburgh, another team that none of us chose, beat Tampa Bay last week 20 to 18. And Buffalo beat Kansas City 24 to 20. And that uh, Sunday night game, Philly Dallas, Philly won 26 to 17. Now, if you all listened last week, you guys know I was very critical of Carson Wentz. I, I I had a lot to say about the Washington Commanders. You did. They beat the Chicago Bears and did not have 220 yards of total offense. Correct. The reason the reason they beat the Chicago Bears is strictly because of the Commanders' defense. I'm going to get to their defense because I, that was the defensive player of the week for me. I chose the Commanders' defense. They had 12 quarterback hits, five sacks. They forced a fumble. They had an interception. And Jonathan Allen, their defensive tackle, had the forced fumble, had the interception, had two of those sacks, and four of the quarterback hits. There is no reason why we should be praising Carson Wentz for getting a dub that he threw 99 yards in and only completed (laughs) of his 24 passes. He didn't okay. throw a touchdown pass. But listen, here's the issue. Henry, look, real quick, Henry. What Henry sent me a, Henry sent me a highlight of Carson Wentz 
throwing a block and said he has heart. He has that dog in him. <laughs> if we're if Henry, Henry is the guy that says you don't need a quarterback that can run first and throw second, which is a a thing that quarterbacks do a lot of now in the league, and we're praising a quarterback for throwing a block now. We, no, he completed fifty four percent of his passes, less than ten yards per attempt. Per completion, eight, eight yards per completion is awful. That is awful. Like, yeah. I don't see how we're praising this guy. If it wasn't for Brian Robinson scoring that touchdown on the ground, they would have lost. And he still averaged less than four yards a carry. Uh, can, I, let, can, I, can I rebuttal, please? Go can ahead I, and rebuttal. Because he, he was only sacked three times. He was only sacked three times. Justin Fields was sacked five times and had better stats. Justin Fields was sacked five times, hit 12 times, and had significantly better stats than, than Carson Listen, Please okay. rebuttal. I have to okay. hear this. Please. Here's my rebuttal. Here's my rebuttal. My conversation was never that Carson Wentz is the best quarterback in the league. My conversation was never that Carson Wentz is pound for pound, oh, the next great thing. My argument was that the criticism that he was facing from his head coach was not accurately displaced the way it was blaming him for the fault of that team is not all on Carson Wentz. The reason why they won that ball game is because the defensive head coach got in the behinds of his defense. And what did his defense do? They did exactly what they were supposed to do. You're talking about a quarterback in Carson Wentz who did not turn over the football in a low scoring defensive football game. Had Carson Wentz made bad decisions with the football, they would have lost that ball game. Whatever you say about Carson does not matter because Carson led that team to a victory. Carson led that team to positions where they could kick the multiple field goals they kicked for them to be in a position where they got close enough to getting the ball in the end zone. So we can't say there are game managers in this league that are successful. Jimmy Garoppolo is a prime example. He's been to multiple NFC championship games being a game manager. There have been multiple games where he didn't throw a substantial amount of points. We call Tom Brady the GOAT, and in one Super Bowl, he didn't have over 200 yards in a game. He struggled. They ran the ball, and we call Tom Brady the GOAT. They ran the football to win a championship, and their defense stood strong. There's no difference. I don't see any issue with Carson's performance. I'm praising a quarterback because in the most protected in the most watered down position in sports, you've got Carson Wentz laying a hit on one of the best defensive players in football. That's huge. Come on, bro. Like we can't ignore, we can't ignore the fact that in a position where you're supposed to be soft and you're supposed to be given benefit of the doubt and you're supposed to be protected, guys are still playing with a little bit of moxie. Listen, that's why I'm proud of Kenny Pickett, too, because last week Kenny Pickett showed me that he was ready to go kick somebody's ass if they tried him. This week he showed me, hey, we can go play football against the Tampa, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like, I don't have any issue with a quarterback who's playing tough. I'm not saying Carson Wentz is a guy that I'm going to go get. I'm not going to go trade for him for the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't want him on the Chiefs. What I'm saying to you is this, that while we pass criticism and judgment, on Carson Wentz for a reason why that team isn't successful. The ultimate pendulum for wins and losses for that Washington team is their defense. When their defense plays like a top five defense with those five first round picks on their defense, when they play like they're ballers, 
that's when they win ball games. What did they do? They snuffed out that, that Chicago Bears team. You said it, 12 quarterback hits, 12 quarterback hits, and he had what? How many times did he drop back for a pass? Like, come on, bro. Justin Fields had 27 attempts. So, 27 okay. attempts, Kurt, 27 attempts, Kurt, and he got but, hit 12 but, times? But to, to be fair, Kurt, like, oh. like he, so like you saying, if Carson Wentz is a game manager, if he throws an interception, they lose the game. If Justin Field doesn't throw one, they win the game. So all you need him to do is manage the game. They're not asking too much from him in that Chicago game. It's Chicago. Like, you ain't got to do so much. It's a low-scoring defensive game. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. He did what he needed to do to win. Mm-hmm. That was it. They didn't, they didn't need him to go out there and throw for 350 yards. Okay, so my rebuttal to both of those things is that Chicago is a bottom 10 defense in the league. Are they supposed to be, though? Yes. Okay, now, now Washington Washington is a bottom 10. Washington was was 30 last week. Washington came in this week at 30. You know why they came in at 30? Because Carson Wentz had four more fantasy points than the three of us on this call right now. He put up... 4.1 4.1 fantasy points last week, 99 yards and in, in two yards on the ground. I just, I can't believe what I'm hearing from two brilliant football minds that you guys are literally praising a guy for being you're, mediocre and having a tremendous defense. You're calling him like, praising. I'm not praising him. That he did what he needed to do to get the win. I'm yeah. not praising him. I'm for what he, for what is worth, all I'm saying is, kind of like what Henry said, the critics, they took, put all the criticism on him when the team from top to bottom is garbage. It's not playing well. I do not believe okay, that, so let me, that so let me the ask Washington you. commanders are garbage. I do okay. not. Okay, well, let me ask you this question, Darius. Let me ask you this question. At what point in the season is it most important to win ball games? When, when, at what months do you think it's most important to win ball games? I would say from I would say October to maybe January. Okay. So well, January is the end of the season. So I I would agree with you, October. I say October and November is that window to time maybe December. Where, okay, where so you, yeah. December. Yeah, you want to win more games in October and November than you lose, right? So if let's 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 here's my prediction, right? The Washington Redskins are two and four right now. They've got the Packers this week. Washington Commanders. Washington, oops, sorry. Washington Commanders, forgive me. <laughs> Washington Commanders. <laughs> forgive me, guys. Washington Commanders are two and four. Washington Commanders are two and four, right? Four. I wouldn't, I would bet you, I would, I will bet you well, that in a very important period of football, very important period of time, I wouldn't be surprised if the seamen. Don't come out of there this Sunday with a win against the Packers. And this is where you start winning those games. You win the important games. It doesn't have to be pretty. It doesn't have to look good. You don't have to put up 3,000 points or 3,000 fantasy points or uh, 100 yards on the ground every single week. But if you're winning the crucial games right now, October and November that gives you a fighting chance in the division that also gives you a fighting opportunity in the playoffs. I don't think right now we're having a conversation that's saying let's glorify Carson Wentz. No one is saying that, but this week they've got the Packers next week. 
They've got the Colts. I can see them winning the next two games because because those are the, both L's. They will be two no, and six. no, 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 they're not. No, they're they not. not beating the Packers. I just want to make sure you can see. I just I want to hear it come out your mouth. You can see who winning the next two games. Dog, you're te- hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So you're telling me the Washington Commanders can't beat the Packers? They no. cannot. Who is they he throwing? Cannot. Who is he throwing the football to? It don't matter. Who is you can put me out there at tight end? They not beating us. Dog, stop it, Kurt. They're stop not. it, Kurt. Stop it. Bro, hey, I, I put it to you this way. I put it to you this way. The commanders, the commanders got a better chance of winning the the Packers game than they do the Colts game if Matt Ryan keeps playing the way he's played this past weekend. But Matt Ryan isn't consistent enough. While you still got Jonathan yeah. Taylor, who may not be playing football anytime soon. He, he might be hurt. He's questionable. We don't know. Dog, there's a good chance that the Washington Commanders, if their defense steps up, Carson Wentz can put them in positions to win these next two ball games. And if they do lose, I'm calling it now. These games are going to be more close than y'all think. No. Y'all going to look and say the, if they lost, the man, they lost by seven. The oh, they lost by three. going to lose this no. week coming and next week. No. They're no. going to lose yes. to Bay by 20 points or more. They're going to lose to the – I can see Green Bay beating them by at least two touchdowns as well, Kurt. I agree with you. I can definitely see to us? That, Who is Aaron Rodgers throwing to us? He must be finding some receivers Green Bay, the this is, this is what I'll tell you. This is why I say that. This is why I say that, guys, because Green Bay's defense is not the Chicago Bears' current defense. Green Bay, the Green Bay Packers defense is significantly better than the Chicago Bears defense. Absolutely, significantly better. They held Tom Brady to twelve points. Okay, so can you explain to me why? Since we're talking about defenses, right? That that's the conversation we're having. But we also need to talk about offenses. Can you explain to me why Aaron Rodgers threw for ten points against the Jets? Can you explain to me why uh, Aaron Rodgers went for twenty-two against the Giants? Can you explain to me why? He barely squeaked really past. He, can you whoa, whoa, whoa. can you explain to me Giants why? Really squeaked, whoa, 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 whoa. Can you explain to okay. me why he squeaked past the the Patriots in overtime when the the Patriots defense isn't the Jets defense? It isn't okay. But like it isn't, said, the Patriots defense isn't the Redskins defense. The win right now. That, they're they're significantly better than the Jet than, than the, the the Commanders defense, and I will say that because of coaching. Are we really going to compare that? Those are two defensive-minded head coaches. Are we really going to say Ron Rivera and his staff and his defense is better than a Bill Belichick-led defense? We've seen Bill Belichick take no names and make that defense good. It's they not, have they have a really good defense this year. Like that's about, what they've been. It's not the conversation of whether or not they are better coached, but it's I'm talking about strictly talent. There is more talent on that Reds. Oh, oh man, that Commanders defense. Chase Young isn't playing. Chase Young isn't playing. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They still got three first-round picks on that defensive line without Chase Young. I don't want to get caught up in draft picks because they don't mean nothing to me. It's it's not about draft picks. It's about talent. We're talking about studs that have been drafted in the first round. Every every defensive lineman they have that starts in Washington, y'all know without a shadow of a doubt, makes y'all team – Better today if y'all have. You can have Chase Young. You can have Deron Payne. You can have um, well, Sweat. Uh, what is it, Montez Sweat? Did you, Montez you have, Sweat start out? I he. I don't think he was. I, I have a feeling. Wasn't Montez Sweat on 
Philadelphia at one point in time? Or he's always been a Washington? Which I sweat think, is on Philadelphia? No, I think it's – I think there's a couple of sweats in the league. I'm going to look right okay. now. I'm look okay, right yeah, because I was thinking, sweat, I – bro, Montez right, Sweat so has game, 24 bro. career sacks to be a first-round pick, bro. I just That's six sacks a season. He's been in the league four seasons. I just don't see the commanders That's not good. any of these games. Okay. This week or next week. Okay. All right, y'all. Well, y'all. Here. I can. I can see. I can see a look, bro. I can honestly see a path to the Commanders being two and seven, bro. Two and seven in their next three games. I go ahead and tell you, the Commanders gonna win this game on Sunday. And y'all gonna be disappointed. Y'all you wanna? You wanna? You wanna? You wanna double or nothing on our smart order? Because I got money on the Packers this week. Yeah, we I'll give you to the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm a little record. I, I'm a, yeah, I'm a little record. Hey, let's do it. Sir, double let's do it. Or nothing, man. Let's do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'll get you two four packs. I'm gonna do it. If the Packers lose, you got two four packs of smart water. I ain't no punk. I'm gonna do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Next three games. This is this is the Commanders' next next couple games. Green Bay, the Colts, the Vikings, the Eagles, then at Houston. Their first winnable game is Week 11 at Houston. They are not beating Minnesota, the Colts, or Green Bay. Yeah, well, come on. Yeah, go slow, slow, slow. Kirk, Kirk, Kirk. Kirk, 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 I'm just saying. Kirk, 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 Kirk. That man almost threw for 400 yards and three touchdowns with no interceptions. Kirk, Kirk. And guess what? He didn't get sacked not one time. Curtis. Hey, no, that look, that's a perfect segue because I was just about to ask you guys who y'all got as top performers this week because I already know kind of, I feel like I know who y'all are going to go with. Let me, you said who? Indianapolis. <laughs> Matt Ryan did have a tremendous game. Yeah, he had a good game. Yeah, he had a good game. Yeah, a good game. Let, let's be real though. If we're going to be hypercritical, if we're going to be hypercritical, Matt Ryan did, did what, 389 off of 58 Three passes? touchdowns. He completed 42 of them. He completed 42 of them. That's over, what, 42 or 58? That's about almost 70% completion percentage. Bro. That's yeah. amazing. Another another person I want to take away from this man because he stepped up, Deion Jackson. He had a great game because yes. from the he running, running perception, yes. from the running standpoint and receiving, he still had 10 receptions for 79 yards. Yeah. So I, he, he made it easier. Like, that was a good target for to get what he needed to get, even though you know he had 12 carries, 42 yards, and a touchdown, you still got 10 receptions. But you here's the kicker, though. Like that, you could you could get it going. Here's the kicker, though. Deion Jackson got hurt, so he ain't durable. He ain't. They don't know if he's playing this week. <laughs> and then Naheem Hines is questionable too, man. Y'all running yeah, backfield like, is down. Yeah, y'all backfield is depleted. Again. It is Green Bay against the Commanders. I yeah, wouldn't. You, yeah, you don't want to talk that command, damn. I got you. Hey, who, listen. Who, who you who you going with your top performers, big dog? Uh, top performer, of course, Matt Ryan. Uh, congratulations, Matt, man. I'm glad that he was able to find some footing back in. Uh, now that he's in Indianapolis. I felt like he's been going through a lot. I've always been a quiet fan of Matt. I think he's he's a solid quarterback. I've never heard anything negative about him in the league. So uh, it's always positive to see him do or be successful. Uh, somebody I don't think a lot of people put a lot of credit to is that kid Bailey Zap, man. Right now, he yes. is cooking, right? Kirk said, said it three weeks he ago. Did. He said it, he said it on two it. episodes ago. He was like, they're going to question if 
Bailey is supposed to be the guy in in, in New England. Mac Jones. And I was like, Kurt, yes. you tripping, bro. I'm like, Kurt, you drinking. I'm like, bro, you can't be on the podcast bro, yeah. drunk like that. But nah. That boy really playing. He went 24-34, 309, and two tuds. I can't lie to you. That's really good stats, yeah. especially as this kid is super young, man. He's uh he hadn't really gotten much of a footing yet in the league. And I'm I'm just I'm happy for him. I think I think for him to be a rookie, one, for him to be 23 years old, you know, for this guy to, you know, come out of Western Kentucky the way he did, it's just kind of uh it's an honor to see him do his thing right now. Uh, he he's on he's on pace to do something special if uh, if Mac Jones doesn't come back anytime soon. So, so I'm off and prayer. see, I'm truly surprised you guys mentioned Bailey Zappi because that's the guy I had as well coming out of Western Kentucky. He broke a lot of records in college. He yeah. threw for a ton of yards, ton of touchdowns in college. That was one of the guys I had. I honestly thought you guys were going to talk about Josh Allen. His 27 to 40 for 329 and three scores against the Chiefs. That touchdown he threw late to win that win the game for him. That was a tremendous drive. He had that tremendous run. The only reason why I didn't go that direction. The only reason why I didn't go that direction, right? Because like you know what you're gonna you like you know what to expect when you get the Chiefs versus the Bills, right? Yeah. I think we talked we texted about it a little bit earlier this week in the group chat. Like, I don't think Alex Alex said something earlier this week. He was like, that's a solid dynasty or that dynasty is hot or something. He said something along those lines. I don't believe they're a dynasty. I don't believe that they have been dominated. I don't think that they are. Because for me, dominance, dominance is you're winning or you're constantly in the position to win. And they have never been in a position to win. This was the first time they were in a prime position to really capitalize. They have forced a few turnovers on Patrick on Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes doesn't have the offensive weapons he once had. We all know that. We've all acknowledged that. So his elevation as a quarterback has to be at the forefront. He didn't play like the best football player in the world against the Buffalo Bills, and that's why he lost. But let's be real. The Buffalo right. Bills ain't really scaring nobody in the postseason because we all know all inroads end – in Kansas City, it always has. Since Josh Allen has been the stud, he's been all inroads in in Kansas City. And every single time he's gone up against Patrick Mahomes in the postseason, he hasn't been successful. He's looked good. Yeah. The numbers have been there, but he just hasn't been able to win the big games. And so I wouldn't say there's a level of dominance. I think there's more now with that Buffalo Bills team than ever a a mandatory need to prove yourself earn your check or we're packing this up because at this point what are we doing at this point what are we doing we wasting time because y'all ain't winning no nfc championships y'all ain't going to the super bowl y'all ain't winning the super bowl like for me for you to fall under that dynasty category it has to be a super bowl somewhere within those absolutely like other than that i agree just a, a good playoff team Outside of that, if you're a good regular season team, if you're a good regular season team, if if ain't nobody putting a ring on, then it's not a dynasty. We can call the Rams a dynasty, they got the ring. We can call them that if we want to do that. We can say they were dominant for that year if we want to do that. Right. You know, they're not a Kansas City or a team that's known that you you can't go against them. That's not that team. This year, like you said, it's probably their best year to get it done. Right. If they don't get it this year, you can see that that team is probably about to be broken down because now you can't afford all of them for this much longer. Absolutely. And I, I tell you what, 
I tell you what, the most dominant team from the 2010s to the 2020s was the Patriots. The most dominant team from the 2020s to now, or as we've seen up until present, is the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Because while we're talking about Tom Brady, Tom Brady went and got another one with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's cool and good and jazzy, all that stuff. Let's be real. Tom, like, that Kansas City Chiefs team has been consistently better, getting better each year since we brought Alex Smith in. You know what I'm saying? So we have been ramping up to be a Super Bowl contending team. We knew we were going to do that. Right. You know what what, I'm saying? That that last year with Alex Smith, didn't you guys make it to the division? Mahomes' first year conference. Then he won the Super Bowl his second year as a starter. Second full season as a starter. Then ever since then, it's been Super Bowl, the AFC Championship game. Right. And just mentioning the Chiefs-Bills rivalry, I think that's overblown because absolutely the Bills in the five, well, excuse me, six matchups that they've had, the Bills only won twice. It's four and two Mahomes, and and the twice in the playoffs, the Chiefs were successful. So when it matters, right. the Bills aren't getting it done like you guys are saying. So and one of I those mean, times I, they went and played in the Super Bowl off the win on the Bills. For and won the Super Bowl off on the Bills. Right? So I mean, come on, like so, I mean. I I completely agree with you guys. I mean, we kind of know what we're getting with Josh Allen versus Mahomes at this point. It's going to be some fireworks. It's going to be some stats. One of the guys I wanted to mention that had a tremendous week, though, kind of get back on the top performers, Marcus Mariota, man. 13 of 14, he didn't throw the ball a lot. He threw for 129 yards and two touchdowns. If we're going to talk about Carson Wentz throwing when he needed to and winning the game, we have to talk about Marcus Mariota. Completed over 85% of his passes, 129 yards, two scores in the air, another 50 on the ground and a rushing touchdown. And they were successful against the San Francisco 49ers, a team that we all had the sweep for beating Atlanta because who believes in Atlanta? And Mariota has them tied with Tampa Bay for second in that division. I mean, they're looking like a sneaky playoff team right now. So, I mean, that's one of the guys I wanted to mention as well. Also wanted to give Tyreek Hill his flowers. Like I said, we typically yeah. do focus on quarterbacks. Uh, we don't give running backs and receivers enough credit. Tyreek had 12 catches, led the led last week in receiving yards, 177 yards receiving. They might have taken that L, but with him working with his third-string quarterback who ended up getting injured and then his Teddy Bridgewater coming back in, he was kind of carrying them. I mean, I just hope he's healthy. Because I think they said he might have re- re-aggravated his ankle or foot. Mm. So hopefully, hopefully he can play next week. But uh, I just wanted to mention him as well. Um, that kind of leads into our winners and losers as well. Mm. I kind of want to start this off as winners because I saw something that was, like, truly, truly interesting as a winner. So the winner that I went with for week six was New York football. New York football as a whole. Uh, the Buffalo Bills, the New York Jets, the New York Giants. Yeah. Uh, each New York team won in week six. And that's only happened one other time in NFL history. And it was last week when all three NFL, when all three New York teams won again the same day. And I just truly felt like that was interesting, you know, because my Jets have been a dumpster fire for so long. And now that we're four and two. Now that I mean the Bills, we know what we're getting with the Bills, but the Giants and the Jets have truly been a dumpster fire for a long, long time. And having a combined record of nine and three, 
as a football as football teams, that's really good. The Giants are tied for first in that division. When they play Philly, they're going to be fighting for who's number one in that division. And we're we're we're, we're on the bill. <laughs> they fighting against I mean, Philly. I mean, but but if you think about it, if you think about it, they're the team that I truly believe can challenge. Philadelphia Eagles because they also run the ball. They also have a good run defense. They also run the play action well. They they have similarities in their in their play style. That's what I'm saying. Like play style wise, I think they can challenge them because that Giants defense is is here. I they're they're legit defense along with my Jets. I truly believe. Like I said at the, the first episode, man, we can be number two in that division, and that's currently where we sit. So. It'll be interesting once we play New England because Bill Belichick is typically our kryptonite. And so I'll be I'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see what happens when we play the Patriots. So uh y'all boys take it away, who y'all have as winners, and we'll go to the losers from there. You already know where I'm going. Indianapolis is a win as a whole. Just because from top to bottom offensively, I was very proud. I was looking at that game, and I was like, y'all really look like a legitimate football team today. So not just because they're my team, but you didn't have a bunch of turnovers. You didn't you didn't beat yourself. You actually went out there and won the game. Typically, right. if they have won this year, it's because the other team beat themselves. They actually right. didn't won this game and dominated the ball game. So I can't go any other way but Indianapolis. I already threw the stats out there for Matt Ryan and Deion Jackson, so I ain't even going to, you know, do that again. They went and won the football game. They didn't go out there and let somebody else give them the game. They won the game. So I I can't – Indianapolis, if you do this from week to week, win, lose, or draw, I can't complain with you. And I truly think it was interesting that they did win without, you know, their best player. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is nursing that ankle injury. So the fact that they won without him was tremendous. I mean, even though it's Jacksonville, y'all yeah. are finally over 500 now, three, two, and one. And y'all are looking, y'all are looking like a playoff, playoff contender. So, uh, Henry, who you got as uh, your winners for this past weekend? Uh, my winners for this past week is the Philadelphia Eagles, man. Got to give them big shout outs, man. Six and oh, first time since 2004 with McNabb and Terrell Owens, man. That's like, that's huge. Like, you can't talk anymore about how successful that team has been. Um, I was sitting down with Justin earlier today and we were eating some food and he said something that really stuck with me. He said, of all of the players that we highlight each and every week, we have to highlight Jalen Hurts for being the best leader in football right now. He has led that Philadelphia Eagles team in a way that I don't remember seeing a black quarterback do in such a long time. I y'all know I have to bring race into it as a former OC, as a former quarterback coach. There is a level of trust that is given to one side as a quarterback versus the other. And seeing this young man, who's also my fraternity brother, come in and do such an astounding job leading that football team, seeing some of the moves that they've made in the offseason help make that a better football team offensively, what they've done to try to find and acquire pieces through the draft, whatever pieces they acquire through free agency. That football team is primed for a late season push. I don't think if, if all else stays, if they stay the course, if they stay the course, if they do what they need to do staying healthy, if they continue to play 
the the right type of game, stick to their elements, stick to their framework, like you said, Darius, being able to run the football, play action well, being able to have a solid style defense. If they do these things, they're primed for a, a great winter into the postseason. And I think that's ultimately what's going to separate them in the NFC versus some of their other counterparts. You know, I am I'm truly pleased at the way Jalen Hurts has played. I think statistically his numbers are good. His numbers aren't amazing. But when the team wins, similar to a Carson Wentz situation, similar to a Marcus Mariota, I mean, you're giving Mariota his flowers, but that ball club is fighting for number one seed, right? Like, right, right. We, true. We, we can't give out flowers or pick and choose how we give out flowers to guys that are leading football teams. And guys that typically lead football teams are quarterbacks. I'm not taking any brunt of heat for Carson Wentz to say he doesn't need to play better. But when Carson plays better, instead of throw, turning over the football, or when Jalen Hurts doesn't throw as many touchdowns as in his, and is more serviceable on the ground, we also need to give them their flowers, i.e. pay Lamar Jackson. I go back to that every week. Yes. Pay, I, I say that every week. Pay Lamar Jackson. Pay Lamar Jackson. But that is I why I don't think they pay Lamar Jackson. That's why I'm concerned whether or not they'll pay Jalen Hurts. That's why I'm concerned because Jalen Hurts is a quarterback. who He's a running quarterback who can throw. You know what I'm saying? Like, But he is doing it right now in a way with his leadership that is proving that there is value on his team with him, with having him. You you wouldn't be six and zero without Jalen Hurts right now. Nobody in that front, nobody in that front office can say otherwise. I don't care what other quarterback you found, that team wouldn't be six and zero. You can find Tom Brady. Tom Brady cursed. I mean, dog. I watched Tom Brady trash his O line this past weekend. He called his like I watched the un the uncut version, and Tom Brady called his O line everything but children of God. Right. He did. So it's like it's like 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 we 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 can't like but nobody's gonna say oh Tom is Tom is tripping or Tom there's no place in the game for that. No, they're saying Tom is a competitor, he's hungry, he just wants to win, right. baby. Right? But if Jalen Hurts start cussing people out on the sideline, oh, let's go ahead and start packing it up. He act like he's from Philly, you know, is and now it's, it's shot, shot, bang, bang. And so we have to be very mindful. I've got to give Jalen Hurts his flowers. The kid is doing his thing. He is leading that football team. My only hope is that he does it in such a manner, in such a way that he continues to keep his integrity, that he continues to keep the great image he's putting out there about who he is, about black quarterbacks, you know, about young quarterbacks in the sport, right? I hope he can t- continues to keep that image because Jalen Hurts, people are watching you. People are proud of you. And so I got to give you your flowers for who won week six. Yeah, I would also like to tip my hat to Jalen Hurts. He's made tremendous strides this season. Mm-hmm. His completion percentage is up from 61 to 67 last year. Uh, through six games, he has 1,500 passing yards. Six touchdowns in the air, six touchdowns on the ground with almost 300 yards rushing. So that's almost 1,900 all-purpose yards, 12 total scores with only three three turnovers, one fumble, two picks. So he's truly, truly taking his play to another level, to an MVPS level. And I, I truly agree. Like you said, he definitely deserves his flowers because if you ask me, he is leading the MVP candidacy right now. I mean, how can you bet against a guy who has his team 6-0, 
one of the most potent offenses in the league. So I, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna say I called it, but I remember going back a couple weeks ago to the first episode. They said the NFC East, my Dak hurts, baby. I told you Dak will go carry the Cowboys offensively, but it's going Eagles fly, Eagles fly, because them boys' offense is crazy. I told y'all he was going to be a dark horse. I told y'all he was going to be that guy. I called it at the beginning of the year. Why? Because I know that he was putting in the time in the offseason, and we're getting a chance to see that now. His time, his work that he spent throwing footballs, getting training, working on his diet, hanging out with Tom Brady this summer to become a better quarterback is paying off right now. And we're seeing that whatever juju he has, whatever it's almost like Space Jam, right? Y'all remember when Charles Barkley and all them boys got hit with the superstars and they took the power, the monsters took the power. And I think Tom touched the wrong basketball because look like hey, Hurts looked like Tom, and Tom looked like Hurts. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> Tom is hurting right now, dog. Tom is Tom, hurting. Tom is yeah. hurting right now. And Tom lost he losing ball games. He's losing his wife. He's losing his oh, house. Man. He's losing cars. The kids don't come around no more. It's tough for Tom right now. You can be the GOAT. But if you're a goat in the wild field with a bunch of lions out there, you ain't a good goat. <laughs> you gonna get somebody dinner real quick. You know what I'm saying? And that's what he looks like right now. He's looking bad right now. Well, now that we're talking about bad, this kind of leads right into the losers of week six. And I'm going to go ahead and start this off because it seems like just a weekly thing at this point where I just take my loser. I, I'm just I'm just gonna change mine for who lost week, whatever, and just put Denver because Denver. <laughs> it, it, it just it, it blows my mind Russell. how bad that the Denver Broncos are. Russell Wilson, of course, he started off ten for ten. He threw his touchdown pass. Everybody thought he was starting to you know get a feel of the offense. Proceeds to go in the second half in overtime, three for eleven for fifteen yards. I mean, I just. I, I, I don't understand. <laughs> I, 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 I don't get it, bro. I, I truly do not understand. I knew the stat. I was just waiting uh, for you to say it, but the way you said it was kind um, of... <laughs> proceeds bro, to go 3 of 12. <laughs> like, bro, 15 of 28 for the total game, 188 yards, one touchdown, sacked four times. That's horrendous. That's terrible. It's just, it's just, bro. I mean, I, I know they lost Javante Williams for the season. They're running Latavius Murray as the number one running back now, who was on the streets a couple weeks ago. Facts. And, I mean, Latavius Murray was working at Walmart, dog. I thought I saw even, him at my local Salisbury, uh, my uh, my local Salisbury gas station. Bro, they're not even using Melvin Gordon. Why is Melvin Gordon only getting four touches in a game? When, now you see, he has to be traded. He has to be traded yesterday, and they announced that he'd be the starter for this upcoming game. It, it, I don't see why Latavius Murray's out carrying him fifteen to three. Yeah, that's strange. I mean, and then their leading receiver, Jerry Judy, gets seven targets, only catches three balls. I mean, how many? They, of those their balls? leading receiver was. What's up? How many of those balls was catchable though? That's the question. That's Man, a good question. Put them joints within the dirt. That's a good question because we call them. You you can target somebody all you want. You know the thing about targets is they say that's where the ball was supposed to go. 
Yeah, I, I don't mean it got there. You it, know what I'm saying? It, it look real bad at targets. If yeah, it yeah. I, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you as a fantasy guy, I'm done with Cortland Sutton. I am Cortland Bro. Sutton. I am through with two two Bro. catches for 14 yards. Cortland, I can do that. I can do that today. I can go out there and run it. I can listen, run. I can give. Listen, run two routes, throw me the ball two times, coach, and I'm sitting down. That's all the gas I got in the tank. But I guarantee you, I'm catching. Like, bro, it just it doesn't make sense because their their best receiving day was from their their rookie tight end Greg Dolch that that came back from a hamstring injury. He hasn't played all season. This is his first action of the season, and he yeah. comes in and it catches the touchdown pass. Has forty four catches on the two forty four yards on the two catches that he had. I just it it does not make sense to me because that defense is primed to compete for a Super Bowl. Justin Herbert threw 57 passing attempts and had zero touchdown passes. Uh, the stat was that's the most passing attempts a quarterback has thrown without throwing a touchdown pass in NFL history. Sheesh. That, that defense is primed to make a Super Bowl run. Like, they just need Russell Wilson to be a competent quarterback. And – and, you know, it brings up something really interesting because I want to ask your guys' opinion on this, and I'm going to let you guys take over. But I remember during the offseason, the Broncos truly thought that Aaron Rodgers was coming to them. Do you guys believe that they were banking on Aaron Rodgers and settled with Russell Wilson? Or do you guys – like, like what do you think it was? Because I'm curious. Like, like what I say as guys, a coach – Go ahead, please. What I say as a coach is I've been in positions, right, where I've been in positions as an OC where – you create a long list and a short list, right? You create a long list of guys. I'm talking about one through 15, right? I remember I remember, I used to tell the head coach of the team, I don't care who you bring in, I want to recruit my quarterback. I want to be able to pick and choose the quarterbacks I want. I would create a long list of quarterbacks that I really, really liked. My number one guy, I would put as much pressure as I could on him, try to get him into the school, get him there, because we were able to recruit at the program I played at, right? And... As time would go on, I would kind of groom that long list into a short list and I would send out little feelers and see how guys were attracting to it. You know, like, okay, yeah, no, I'm not thinking about this as an option. Oh, I love what you're talking about, coach. Right. And so I would shorten my list. I think what Denver did was Denver created a long list of quarterbacks. I wouldn't be surprised if on that list was Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. I wouldn't be surprised if Carson Wentz wasn't on that list. I wouldn't just because Tom Brady. I know I don't think I don't think Tom would have been on that list because we all knew that Tom wasn't going to stay retired long and that when he came back, he was coming back to Tampa Bay. We knew that. But I wouldn't be surprised if guys like Matt Ryan's name weren't on that list, either quarterbacks that were a little bit older, more seasoned in the game of football, quarterbacks that they knew they could get with minimal player exchange and some and draft pick exchange. You get what I'm saying? And so I'm thinking about some other quarterbacks in the league that you would probably want to try to lead that Denver team. And those are like maybe the five names I could think of. I couldn't imagine them going to get Baker Mayfield just because everybody knows Baker's a dud, but that's a short list, right? Mm -hmm. And at the top of that short list, obviously, is Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, of all the quarterbacks, is the best, right? But Russ is a hard number two. And if you can say the right thing to Aaron – Aaron not like it, but then still, but say something that's a little bit less of a right thing to Aaron and Russell like it, go get Russell. 
if I can say if if I can say I'll give Aaron two hundred million dollars, Aaron doesn't like it, but I can tell Russell I give you one eighty, and Aaron's like, oh my god, one eighty? Like I'm gonna go get Russell. Like you get what I'm saying? I'm gonna get Russell. Yeah. I'm I'm not going to try to sell big on a quarterback who I know is a head case when you can get a. a I mean, because that's what that's what Aaron is. Aaron's a head case. We know he's a problematic quarterback, right? But I didn't know for me as a as a like a fan, I didn't know Russ was such a disliked player. It wasn't until Bro. this year that I realized that nobody in Denver loved Russell. None, of, I mean, nobody, nobody in, in Seattle, Seattle, yeah, nobody so. in Seattle loved Russell. Like his former teammates didn't like him. I'm talking about to see Richard Sherman get on the TV screen every single week. I follow him on Twitter, I follow him on his social media. He trashes Russell weekly. I don't know what Russ has done, I don't know what Russ is like behind closed doors, who he is as a person, but I'm not certain that the Denver Broncos made the right decision. I think the Denver Broncos should have sold the kitchen sink and the bathroom toilet to get Aaron Rodgers. I think they should have, because just like you said, Darius, that defense is primed to win. I got to shout him out, man. The kid, Alex Singleton, 19 tackles, two assisted. He's obviously my defensive player of the week for 21 total tackles. I haven't seen that type of stat in a really, really long time. And for this kid, that's just to kind of like Keekly level stats, bro. That's Keekly level stats for this guy to be a Montana State kid and an undrafted free agent, and he played in Seattle too. That's crazy. That's crazy. So I gotta shout him out. I gotta give him, gotta give him love for that. But that's to my point. I I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to bet big, realized they couldn't get Aaron. He's like, okay, let's settle with Russ because Russ is a good player. And turns out that Russ just is not fitting the mold. So. Go ahead, Kirk. <clears throat> well, I'm going to go. I'm not going to get on rest this week. You know, I, even though it's it's easy to pick them for the, for the loss. Yeah. But I'm going to go with Green Bay for the loss for this week. And I, I'll tell you why. The Jets, they played a tremendous game. But stat-wise, this game was a lot closer than you think. First downs were the same. Total yards for the whole game was completely identical. That just says to me Green Bay didn't capitalize. Sure. And even with the Jets, you still should have won the game. They were one for 11 on third down efficiency. When right. a team does that, that is set up for a loss. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to win that game. You're not supposed to win that game. You had the time of possession. They had more penalty yards than you. And they went one for 11 on third down efficiency. Now, granted, you went four for 16. You, you're not much better. But if they only converted one time out of 11 times on third down, there's no way you're supposed to lose that ball game. You get everything that you need. You're just not scoring. And I and I think that, that Aaron is, like you said, he's a head case. I don't think he could score if he wanted to right now. Consistently, anyway. Against the Jets, like I said, they're up and coming. They're four and two. You know, my hat's off to them. They're playing really good football right now, but Aaron, typically Aaron Rodgers, if he has 41 attempts, that's 350 yards and maybe three touchdowns. In this case, you didn't even reach 250 and you had one touchdown. That says to me, you're not capitalizing. Their defense didn't strap you up that much and they didn't do that well offensively. Your defense just didn't step up and stop anything. The defense did okay. Evidently, they were one for 11. They did all right. So there's no way, just from that statistic alone, 
you're never supposed to lose that game and you're never supposed to put up 10 points with all the time you had to score. Mm-hmm. I completely it was agree. Only one, what, it was one turnover. Agree. The fumble turnover. That wasn't a deal breaker. Okay. So, also, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I was just also going to say, man, like we're talking about a lot of guys who let us down, man. And there's another player I just also wanted to throw in that category, man. Like the Cardinals, man, the Cardinals are really letting us down as big losers, man. I told y'all, I told y'all early on when we made predictions for preseason, I told y'all, I said, man, it's the Cardinals division to lose if L.A. can't get right. And I'm not saying L.A. is making the right turn. I'm not saying they're bouncing back. But I like to believe that if L.A. really wants to win that division, they've got a much better chance to do so than the Cardinals right now because the Cardinals are just losing games they should not be losing. They're losing games that are at an unalarming rate. Like to see Kyler Murray go 23 of 37, zero touchdowns, one interception for 222 yards, that is atrocious, guys. That's atrocious. Like there's, I, I understand. I understand the clause now. I understand the study clause. I get it. I get it. I had your back, Kyler, because you're a black quarterback. I wanted to stand behind you and say, "Hey, that's not right." They wouldn't have did that to Tom. They wouldn't have did that to Aaron. They wouldn't have did that to Marcus Mariota. They wouldn't have did that to Baker Mayfield. They wouldn't have did that to any other white quarterback or non-black quarterback in the league. But Kyler, you're making it hard to defend you as someone who is a former quarterback coach someone who knows the quarterback position, someone who knows how to win games, you're making it hard, Kyler. You're making it hard. And then I also have to say, too, with that Denver Broncos game, Kurt, because uh, we're talking about it. Man, do y'all know how many penalty yards the Denver Broncos had? They're they're by far the most penalized team in the NFL. Nathaniel Hackett is on the hot seat. I truly believe he's on a hot, hot, hot seat, bro. Dog. They had 151 yards of penalties. Do you know how many total yards they had? 250 total team yards. Russell had 160 passing yards. (laughs) So they almost made more mistakes than he did throw passes. That is just I, like he threw. So he threw for one eighty-eight, but their total passing yards as a team was one sixty. That is abysmal. And these are big penalties. You have one hundred and fifty-one yards off ten penalties. Or you got a bunch of pass interferences, pass interferences, roughing the pass. Like, those are, those are, those roughing are, the kicker. You got you got yeah, everything. Are these are all the horrible penalties. These are the stupid penalties that you can get. Exactly, like, and those are those are technical penalties too, bro. Like, like pass interference, you're grabbing a guy. You, you, I just, bro, 188 passing yards on 15 attempts, bro. That's roughly 12 yards, 13 yards a pass attempt, bro. You're not going to beat anybody completing only 15, 15 passes. I, Kurt, I apologize to cut you off, bro. It just like you, you said, bro. They're they're significant penalties. Yeah. I and, mean, with all, and with all that, that's why they had 10 more minutes of possession than you. Now, granted, sure. you still only lost by three points with that, but that, that didn't speak too much volume to the Chargers because obviously they still struggling somewhere too, but you're not yes. going to beat somebody with 151. You're not be, 151 penalty yards? I didn't even know you could do that. Right, right. Tell me about it. I've, look, I'm football. 
even little, little league games, and they mess up all the time. They're not getting 101, 151 penalty yards. Mm-hmm. The sloppiest game I've seen, I've never seen that many penalty yards. And see, I'm, I'm glad you also mentioned the Chargers, uh, Kurt, because I, I didn't believe in them to start the season. That They were a popular pick for a lot of people to make a deep playoff run. I didn't believe in them, and it's because of their coach. Like Brandon Staley, they're four and two right now, but man, this is and this is going to be a topic we get on a little later. But there are teams that I really don't believe in at all because that going for fourth, that going for it on fourth down is cool and Madden, you know. But the analytics of real life, oh, you have a better chance of scoring if you get the fourth down and this and that. Somebody's gonna lose their job off analytics. That someone's definitely gonna lose their job off analytics. So uh and we can actually go ahead. They still had 89 yards and penalties, so they didn't do great either. It was a sloppy game all exactly. Right. Um but so Broncos that uh all you can do is laugh at them. I really want to I want to go in there and have a team prayer with them. Listen, I tell you what. You, I tell you what, we thought Russ was doing all the praying. It don't look like he praying on much of nothing these days. Russ, I, man, Russ at the house and he is upset with himself. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Sierra might might not be holding him down the way she should be. He going through something. Hey, Bronco Country, let's ride. Bronco Country, and and it's the fact that he loses. And at the press conference, he says that stupidity at the end of every time he talks. That's what drives my nerves. When he he went up there a couple of weeks ago, yeah, man, we just, you know, we left one on the table, man. We just didn't do what we were supposed to. You know, there was a lot of cover twos out there. We were ready for cover threes, and I just didn't see what was coming, man. They were giving a lot of pressure. My left tackle just, it was just a lot of pressure. Bravo country, that's right. I said, no, he did not. No, he did not. <laughs> no, he did not. No, he did not end it with Bronco Country. That's right. And get out of there. My man, my man, my man put up 11 points, man. You know, this is the turning point for our season. You know, I didn't play well, but I'm going to go home and study the film. Uh, We're going to be better next week. Bronco Country, let's ride. Bro, we're not getting in the car with you. Your Bronco going to break down on the side of the road. I'm on the side of the road like this. Come out. He riding in that he riding in that Ford Bronco that OJ was in. That's what that is. That Bronco. (laughs) Bro, I'm like, bro, let that go, man. Let that go, bro. And so we kind of tackled it, but let's just make sure we highlight for the people our offensive players of the week and defensive players of the week. Uh, I'll go ahead and go through mine. I got them right here. I kind of cheated. Like I said, for defensive player of the week, I went with the commanders, specifically Jonathan Allen. Uh, he did have, like I mentioned, some of those uh, quarterback hits on uh, Justin Fields. He had two of the sacks. He had a forced fumble and a pick. That was a great game for him. And he was uh, he was he was a major piece in the commanders get that dub. And offensive player of the week, like you guys mentioned, Bailey Zappi played well. He, he played really well, 24, 34, 309, and two TDs. It was I, I went 50-50 with him and Mariota because I liked Mariota's game as well. We talked about game managing. He did what he needed to do to get that victory against San Fran. So offensive players of the week for me, I got Zappi. I got Mariota. Defensive player of the week, I got Jonathan Allen. So. Hey, man. <clears throat> for me, defensive player of the week, and I want you to know it's not a super great stat, but when these – Defensive plays happened, they were super clutch. 
Garner mm-hmm. Johnson for the Philadelphia Eagles. Those two interceptions, those were clutch interceptions. Huge. Anytime the Cowboys yeah. got momentum, he made a play, and you got to make a play to win a ball game, and defense won that game, and he made the plays when he needed to make them. And I, you know, I got to go with that. Now, the stat line, he only had three tackles, but those two interceptions, like I said, came in key points in the game to snatch momentum right out of, you know, right up underneath the Cowboys. Got to go with him. Love that guy. He's probably like my best defense, my favorite defensive back for real. So, you know, with that stat and when they came, can't go against it. Offensively, we did not say this man's name at all, but I want you to know Jamar Chase is a dog. Jamar Chase is a dog. We didn't say nothing about him on this episode. This man had only seven catches, but 132 yards. That, to me, means give me the ball, I'm going to make a play. That's all I heard. I'm going to make a play the whole game. That's almost 20 yards a catch in two TDs. With something like that, if you got a receiver on your team like that that's just going to get busy and make a play, everything else is easy. If he comes in week and week and week after week and do that, well, I already knew we already knew he was a dog anyway. But yeah. seven only seven catches and you got more receiving yards than most of the receivers in the whole entire league for this week. Of seven catches, can't take nine away from you. Dog. Dog. Henry, before you give your offensive and defensive players of the week, I want to ask. This is just a question I was thinking about because you brought up Jamar Chase. If you guys had to choose one receiver to start your team between him and Jet and Jettis, you guys are taking Jettis over him? Yes. Okay. Okay. I just wanted to make sure because I would still take Justin Jefferson over him, but Jamar Chase, his first two seasons were better than Justin Jefferson's. He also has a statistically. He also has a better quarterback. 100%. He also has a better quarterback. Okay. I mean, there's no there's no question about it. If you could draft if you could draft Kirk Cousins today as a rookie or Joe Burrows as a rookie, you're taking Joe Burrows. If you could draft Joe Burrows with however many years he's been, uh, however many years Kirk Cousins has been in the league, if you could draft them both as veterans, same year, same time, you're still taking Joe Burrows. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I, I got to take. Kirk Cousins Jetta, is playing some Jetta, good football this year. Is a, I mean, but Jetta, I mean, Kirk, I mean, he always played good football, though. He always plays decent football. I mean, that's why he's. In my opinion, in my opinion, Kirk Cousins is the biggest gangster in football. He's the biggest gangster in football. He's a drug dealer. He's a schemer. He's a scammer. He is. He's big solicit. He's big solicit. You know what I'm saying? Because he's the only guy I know who can make $40, $50 million a year off of little franchise tags and go out and win you six, seven, nine ball games. Like, I mean, he's he's been jugging the league for a long time. He's, he'll probably go down in history as the richest the richest player we've seen in this decade. I got to be, got to be. I mean, since the time he started playing football to when he leave, he'll probably be the richest player because he's he's abused the system. Like them franchise tags. Come on, man. Come on, man. But he signed with Minnesota. Essentially, that three year contract was a three years eighty four was completely guaranteed. So he, that's coming off of making three franchise tags that are all fully guaranteed as well. So. And that six years span, he probably netted about 150, 160 mil, and he had oh, yeah. freedom. So, yeah, he's yeah. so pretty, bro. He's I agree. So pretty. I agree. I agree. He's the biggest gangster in football. I ain't gonna lie to you that way. I think he, what is he, like a Mormon or something? He ain't he, he from like Utah? Or I'm not sure. Yeah, he, I got to do a little research on him because he got the, he must be Jewish or something. He must, because he, he make that money. 
He got a bunch of kids, though. Yeah, I know he, he has a bunch paid. of kids. I mean, he's going to get paid. Like, it ain't nothing negative about it. He got a bunch. He's going to get paid now. Yeah. He, you know what I'm saying? Like, if that's one thing he's going to do. He will get his money. Um, my defensive player of the week is Alex Singleton. I already shouted him out, man. 21 total tackles. That's what an NFL record, I think they said. That's huge. Um, or that's close to an NFL record, if not one. And then my offensive players of the week, Matt Ryan and Deion Jackson, man, that was a really good dynamic duo for the Indianapolis Colts, man. I don't want to shout out, you know, uh, Josh Allen, you know, the, the typical usual suspects because, like, I mean, they're going to do that every week. Matt Ryan's only going to do this this game. He'll never do it again this season. So, <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> that's, Sorry. that's 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 a sad truth. But uh, <laughs> Sorry, Kurt. This, this is honestly – the, the segment I was waiting the most to do with you all. Um, this is our new segment we're going to add in, you know, third way, a third of the way through the season. The segment is called Contenders or Pretenders. Yep. And so we're going, to, we're going to look at the teams that have winning records and uh, we're going to decide if they're contenders or pretenders, if they're legit. So the only 6-0 team in the league is the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, what do you guys believe about the Eagles? Uh, I believe – they are a pretty good contender for this year's Super Bowl, good contender to make the playoffs, just a good contender all around. So what do you guys think? Contender, man. I think I think they're gonna win ball games. I wouldn't be surprised if they're not playing in an NFC championship game. Hey, you know what? Typically I be, you know, I don't like controversy, but I, I, don't I, like I agree with you. I, I, I don't think, like I think you know, I agree with you. I can't what what'd you what'd you say, Kurt? You don't like controversy. I promise you I don't like conflict. Okay. I don't like controversy. I'm gonna get a t-shirt. We got to make that happen. Got to a a dynasty's merch coming soon. Oh, for sure. Uh, going to the other winning teams, we got the five and one uh, section of teams. We got the Buffalo Bills. We got the New York Giants. We got the Minnesota Vikings. So let's start with the Buffalo Bills. I'm sure we all can agree as well. They are also another contender team. Contenders for everybody. Buffalo Bills, yeah, contenders. Yeah, be there. Yeah. Now, these are two interesting teams. The New York Giants. I'm going to let you two take this. Do you believe that the New York Giants are contenders or pretenders? Uh, I'm going to say the Giants are actual contenders. I'll give them the contender. I won't say pretender because consistency is a thing. And consistently, week after week, I see the Giants, you know, getting better and the little, doing the small things they need to do to win the game. So I'll give them a potential contender because regardless of who they play, they have a chance to win. So I, I like them as a contender. I won't say that they're a pretender. I won't, you know, I won't say that they're a pretender. But, however, I do have a pretender. And, you know, you guys might not like this. But, again, don't like coffee. The Vikings are a pretender, wholeheartedly. I don't see them doing anything but being a highlight real team. I think when it gets to the back end of the season, pretender. They're not consistent enough for me from top to bottom, pretender. And ah. I see what happening. You got one player. If we figure out how, if you can put your faith in Dalvin Cook. I, I ain't going to say I put my faith in him, but Dalvin Cook is a player, though. He's not a healthy player, but he's a football player. Let's, we can't say he's not now. He's a football player. You can't play. Now, you're right. The best, the best ability is availability. So. Oh, and pretend. 
I guess I got to go opposite of Kurt, man, because I love that controversy. Spit on it, dog. Let's do it. I'm spitting on everything you said to it because I think them Giants is trash, bro. I really think the Giants are trash, bro. I, you, I, man, I is dog. Giants trash, bro. And some about the Giants, man. I just feel like the Giants are just living high right now. They chilling. I think they're going to get arrogant and they're going to mess around and like lose three in a row. And then everybody talk. I, I mean, the Giants are trash to me, man. Giants are trash to me. I couldn't name one receiver on that roster. Hey, go do his thing. Wooden Robinson. He was, a, he was a top draft pick, though. But because of college football, that's the only why I know him. Sterling Shepard just towards Achilles. ACL. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's playing right now. They got now, some guys. Right? No, they ain't got guys like Minnesota. Minnesota got ball players. Minnesota got ball players that you can you can stand behind. You know what I'm saying? You can put your faith behind the, the ball players in Minnesota on your fantasy team. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you don't you can say what you want about Dalvin. Dalvin good for 15, 20 points. You can say what you want about you know they receiving core, but their receiving core is solid. And you know they saw because one person requires a double team every time the ball is snapped. Listen, but what, I t- what did I tell you at the start of the year? That is facts, though. What did I tell you at the start of the year? If that team wants to be good, get who the football. Get Jetta, man. Get him the football. Get him the football. So that's why I stand. I think I'm going I'm to I'm I'm flip what you said, Kurt. I think, I think the Vikings might be that team, man. I think they might be them boys. Okay, and uh, I actually, surprisingly, you know, and not too often, Henry and I agree on football takes, but I actually agree. I do think that the Giants are a pretender. I think with them being in such an easy division, I think that's why they've been able to kind of coast in a sense. They haven't played Philly yet. They still got Philly twice. Uh, They still got Dallas. So those are going to be tough games. I can see them losing – all both games to Philly, I can see them losing the game to Dallas. So that's already three losses right there. They're third in that division. I don't know if three teams are making it in the playoffs out of the NFC East. So, And I also think Minnesota is a contender. I say that because I know you feel like Jettis is the only guy on that team, Justin Jefferson, Kurt, but Adam Thielen's a guy. He's a guy. K.J. Osborne is a player. They have talent on that offense. Dalvin Cook is good. They have a solid O-line, and people don't believe in Kirk Cousins, but I believe in him. I think he's good enough. I think they can really compete with that division. I mean, it's really a two-team race in that division, and we're seeing what the Packers are doing right now. So, Kirk Cousins is going to be the franchise quarterback for the Jets. Kirk Cousins is the guy that almost gets you to the playoffs. Almost. (laughs) Almost. The thing is, though, bro, it's funny you say that, Henry, because when he left Washington, his two destinations were the Vikings and us, and right. he just chose the Vikings because they gave him more money. So, I mean, which I understand, it, hey, it's all good. I, I'm liking the way my team is sitting, and my team leads us perfectly to the 4-2 and two section because we are 4-2. The 4-2 and two teams that are grouped, only three of them, the Jets, the Chiefs, the Cowboys, uh, and I guess I can throw the Chargers in there as well. They're three, two, and one. They tied trash team. What kind of trash team ties? But out of the Jets, Chiefs, Cowboys, and Chargers, who do you think are contenders and pretenders? I'll go ahead and knock mine out. I believe, like I mentioned Chargers earlier, the Chargers. Two. The Chargers are four and two. They're four and two. 
Yeah. My apologies. I thought they tied the game. I I can't remember who I saw tied, but the Colts and the it was the Colts that were three two and one. That's right. Okay. Well, Kurt, we'll we'll put y'all with the three and three guys. My bad, man. But uh, four 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 and two. The Chargers. We'll we'll throw them in there as well. I believe they're pretenders, man. They the way they the way they ended last season against the the Las Vegas Raiders that just sticks in my psyche. I truly truly believe that Staley could be on the hot seat if they don't make the playoffs again this year because, like we've talked about in previous episodes, they've had a few franchise quarterbacks and not a Super Bowl to show for it, not really much playoff success to show for it. I mean, they made, what, one AFC championship game with Phillip Rivers, and they lost. So I think they're pretenders. Four and two Cowboys, I believe the Cowboys are contenders, especially now with Dak coming back from his injury. Uh, If if Dak is just 75% of what he was, which I truly believe is like 85% better than Cooper Rush, then they should be a contender because I think they need to do what they were doing with Cooper Rush, stick on the run, um, play action, sit on that defense because they have one of the best defenses in the league. The Chiefs, of course, are contenders. You know, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is one of the best five football players in the league. And my New York Jets, I truly, truly believe we are a contender this season. We have a great defense, a great running game. I, I, Zach Wilson has been listening to me. Last week, he threw 18 passing attempts. He threw 116 yards, completed 10 of his passes. But the thing that I wanted to highlight is that he did not turn the ball over. He's watching Cooper Rush highlights before he played Philadelphia. So if we just keep letting Brees Hall do what he does, keep getting Michael Carter involved in the game, one thing we need to do, though, we need to get Elijah more and more involved in our offense. He was one of our high draft picks last season. We are not using him to the best of his ability, but we also have a defense I believe can compete. And like you mentioned, Henry, those cold months up in New York, up in New Jersey, I think those four, well, three of the four, four and two teams are contenders and the Chargers are pretenders. I, I agree with you. Everything, I agree with everything that you said. I just want to add one more to the pretenders. The Dallas Cowboys, I feel like they are pretenders. I feel like when Dak gets back, they're going to have an unspoken I owe you to him. They're going to start four-strong. They're going to go back to the old Cowboy ways. They're not going to do what they did with Cooper Rush because they feel like it's Dak Prescott. We can change the whole offense. We can do this, that, and the third. I feel like they're going to change their whole entire identity once Dak comes back. And we've seen what Dak does in pressurized situations. He does not capitalize. He does not win ball games. Not I feel like Dak comes back. That's when the pretender factor comes into play. Now with Cooper Rush, you have to utilize your entire offense. You have to utilize everything that you have to get the job done. Cooper Rush protects the ball, yes. But now you're opening up your playbook to other things that you wouldn't do with Dak because, oh, we have Dak back here. We got to do this. We got to keep Dak happy. So I don't – I think it's a pretender because of uh, Dak himself. Outside of that, I agree with everything you said. I just feel like the Cowboys are pretenders. I don't feel like their outcome would be any different than what it's been in the last 15 years. Okay. Uh, pretenders versus contenders. Um, I got the Chargers. I got the Chargers contending. I still think they will. I mean, somebody – you got to – Probably gotta have a second team out of that AFC East. I think that's AFC East, Danny. Yeah, AFC West. That's uh, y'all division. AFC West. Yeah, 
you got to have two teams come out of there. I mean, those are two best quarterbacks in that division. It was he was. Um, thinking, thinking, thinking about who, you know, if, if given the opportunity, I think the Jets are more likely to fold under the pressure than the Cowboys will, just because the Cowboys have experienced the pressure of trying to get there more times than the Jets have. I mean, there's nobody on that Jets team that has been around since the last time the Jets made it to the playoffs, right? Like, I mean, the Jets were in the playoffs when? Last time they were in the playoffs, the right share super fan. 2011. But it, we have the longest playoff drought in the NFL currently right now at 11 years, uh, 11 seasons, 12 seasons. My bad, 12 seasons. 2011? What was I doing? Yeah. I was in high school. <laughs> I was in middle school in 2011. Jesus, I was in high school. Yeah, bro. man. All right, it's, so, it's been, yeah, absolutely they don't have nobody. Yeah, so, like, there's a level of newness for the Jets about being good. The Cowboys have always kind of been decent, right? They might not have won the big games. And so that's why I think the Cowboys are more primed to be contenders than pretenders. I think the Jets are more primed to be pretenders than contenders, but I would like to see the Jets be successful. I, you already know how I feel about the Chiefs. I, I've already picked them to go to the Super Bowl this year. I still think that's going to happen. I wouldn't be surprised though, if the Minnesota Vikings don't take that spot because I didn't have the Vikings going to the playoffs. I'm looking at my notes right here. Oh yeah, I did have the Vikings going to the playoffs, but I wouldn't be surprised if somebody doesn't slip in and take that same spot that I projected. And I think that team that might slip in and take the same spot in the NFC is Atlanta. I wouldn't be surprised. Ooh. Okay. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if Atlanta doesn't slip in, steal that role or steal that spot from uh, the saints and gets into the playoffs. And so, and see, honestly, I'm glad you mentioned Atlanta because that leads me to the next, the, the second half of this. And we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. 12 three and three teams. And I titled this section, What Three and Three Teams Are Worthwhile. Those, those three and three teams are the San Francisco 49ers, LA Rams, Seattle Seahawks, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Atlanta Falcons that Henry just mentioned, the Green Bay Packers, the Tennessee Titans, Indianapolis Colts, which are 3-2-1. We'll count them in there. The Cincinnati Bengals, the Baltimore Ravens, the Miami Dolphins. And so typically out of that 3-3 three and three group, it'll it, I, we just wanted to see like three, two, three of those teams, maybe four of those teams that you did think are worthwhile that can maybe make a push, that can maybe get back into the division or maybe could, you know, just fight back and make something of their season. And, I mean, the three teams I honestly went with, they're, they're kind of the easiest answers. I didn't even go with Atlanta, even though I'm, I'm a fan of how they've been playing football. I went with the three teams that you guys are going to be like, oh, those are cop-out answers, Darius. I went with the Rams. I went with the Buccaneers. And I went with the Packers. I mean, those, out of that list of teams, those are the three teams with the best quarterback. And I, I was – torn on the Bengals, but I believe in the Ravens more in that division than the Bengals. I truly do. If the Ravens can find out how to keep leads and how to finish fourth quarters, then yeah. I feel like they'll be fine. But 
if I'm choo- if I had to choose four teams from this list, like I mentioned, I'll go with the Rams, the Bucks, the Packers, and the Baltimore Ravens. So. Yeah, I think I was similar to you, right? Because if I had to choose four off this list, I'm picking San Francisco, the Bengals, Green Bay, and the Ravens. So, like, I see, I see the Ravens doing a huge 360 shift or 180, right? I see the Ravens turning it around a little bit. I really hope that they get him some help, right? They brought in Deshaun Jackson. I don't think that's going to be a significant move, but I think that there's another move that they're going to make that they're not talking about yet. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't bring in a receiver or try to bring in some type of talent from a team that they know is already tanking or struggling. I would, I could see them going to bring in a receiver off the Panthers. I could see them going to try to bring in a receiver from uh, maybe a – uh, Detroit or maybe a Texans, you know, there's some, there's a couple organizations. There's a couple organizations that I wouldn't be surprised would be willing to like send some guys, you know, for a couple draft picks. I could see them going to get somebody off the Steelers, to be honest with you, because the Steelers know they're probably not going to be, you know, primed for a big time game, but it's just all about what type of conversations they're having. And so I think the Ravens could, could be on that list. I, you can't count on Joe Burrows, man. Joe Burrows just always seems to cut it on the last like six, seven games of the season. And you'll look mm-hmm. and the Bengals are six and one. You'll look and see the Bengals are five and two. And you go like, dang, they have like climbed up their division so quickly. Um, San Francisco, San Francisco is and always will be a sound defensive team that knows how to run play action football very well. And I think that's what sticks in last late in games. I don't know how well they do in the cold. And so I'll be, I'll, I'll be, it'll be interesting to see that, right? Because their defense has taken a lot of injuries throughout the first couple of weeks of the season. Uh, if that defense can get healthy, I think they'll bounce back. And I'm ready for Aaron Rodgers to be the guy, man. I'm ready for him to bounce back and show me why he was an MVP candidate, why he was an MVP award winner, right? Because it's due time for him to, step his game up. I'm tired of watching him lose. Yeah. Right. And so those couple – before you go, Kurt, I just want to mention a couple of those teams you did mention. They do have receivers on the market. Uh, DJ Chark for the Lions. Yeah. DJ Moore for the Panthers could be on the move. You never know. Uh, the Texans also have Brandon Cooks, who's a player. You know, I mean, there, there's a couple options out there. Hopefully they get Lamar some help. But, uh, Kurt, let me, let, me, let me hear your three and three teams you're rocking with. I've got a whole different approach. And I'm not just throwing my team in there because it's my team. But from what I seen last week, I see Indianapolis making stride, you know, to something that could actually get them into the playoffs like they should have been last year. Now, are we a Super Bowl contender? No. But do I see this team being able to make a push and get themselves in a good position to at least win, you know, one playoff game? Yeah, sure. I see that. On the flip side of that, I got the Ravens, and I, I can't go against the 49ers. Like, like Henry said, defensively, it's kind of hard to, to count them out because they can bang with the best of them. They can get you a ball game. You know, that, and that's what it'll take, especially in the back half of the season. It'll take a team that can just grind it out and get it done. No matter how ugly it is, they can seem to pull out a win. They can win when it matters. So right. 49ers, I, I don't, you know, they're definitely worthwhile. And the Ravens, I, I see them stepping up and, and getting it all put together. I think they're struggling with, you know, an identity at this point. I think that's what it is. They don't know who they truly are as an offense or a defense. 
So I think once they figure that out and they stick to the scheme, whatever they're going with, they can pull through and, and win some big games and get in a good position to put themselves in a, you know, get us a fighting chance to at least get close to a divisional championship. We, I don't think they have what it takes to, you know, to win that. Obviously, we know who the favorites are, but uh, I think they have a pretty solid, well-rounded team. And once they figure out who they are as an organization, then they can they can put the helmet on and get back to it. Okay, that's perfect. So do we kind of all have the same teams? You guys are in agreement with San Fran. I do like San Fran. I'm surprised you guys didn't go with last year's Super Bowl champs, the Rams. But I understand or Tampa Bay. Both of you guys don't seem to believe in the Rams or the Buccaneers, which, I mean, they haven't given you much reason to believe in them, so I do completely understand. But we're all pretty much in agreement with Green Bay and Baltimore and as teams that can right the ship. So. I couldn't pick them either way, neither one of them, because quarterback play for both of them right now is atrocious. So I can't even, I can't even fight for them. Right. Well, the, the last thing we got on slate for this episode, everybody, is – everybody's favorite, you know, favorite topic, the, the week seven predictions. This is where we make our bets. This is where we see who had the best, you know, record. And I wanted to ask you guys, do you think we should maybe go with some type of like point system or something for who has the best records? And what should the, what should the prize be for the best record? You know, should we do weekly? Should we do at the end of the year? What do y'all want to do? Man, it's up to y'all, man. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm hot right now. You know what I'm saying? I can't mess. The you know way my saying? performance was last week, I can't even make the whatever y'all say. I'm with. I, yeah. I, didn't, do, I didn't do so good. Yeah, I can't. I can't so miss. I right. Gotta follow suit. Right. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and start it off with the Thursday night game. Uh, tomorrow night's game. We got the Saints and the Cardinals. Who are y'all boys rocking with out of that one? This Henry, you look like you want to. I was gonna say you look like you want to go with yeah. Kyler again. I don't know. I'm a, Bro, I want I want to go with college so bad, and plus he's gonna have D Hop, and I think D Hop is gonna come in in great shape. I'm gonna go Cardinals. Let's go yeah, Cardinals. Yeah. Let's go Cardinals. Call of Duty himself. I'm going Cardinals, bro. And just my luck, Saints gonna win by thirty. Why do I tell you? Saints yeah, <laughs> gonna win by like thirty, bro. I gotta go it's with crazy the Cardinals. Because I think the whole panel's going with Arizona because I was feeling Arizona as well with D Hop coming back. I think that's going to be major. D Hop uh, and Robbie Tampa. Anderson, come on, bro. Bro, come on, bro. I'm never picking the Cardinals again. I don't care who they play, bro. That's a mad. The only thing of, that's a mad. The only thing about it is Hollywood Brown's done for the season because he broke his foot, bro. Bro, I'm not worried about like, Brown so much. There's a reason why he got traded in his rookie contract. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, let's be real. Hollywood ain't no. Hollywood is more like SoCon, you know what I'm saying? Silicon yeah, Valley. And Hollywood. He's saying like, friend. He's saying friend, bro. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah he, he's Modesto at best. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> yeah he he, he, he Modesto. Know. That's funny. So a uh, couple of easy games in this this slate of games. Uh, we got Tampa, Carolina. I think I'm going to rock with Tampa. I'm hoping Tom can get them back on track against the worst team in football. I'm hoping he can. Tampa. Tampa for sure. Tampa. Uh, we got Detroit and Dallas. Uh, Detroit <laughs> should be having they, – they should be having uh, DeAndre Swift back in the backfield after their bye week, coming off their bye week. Right. I think I'm going to go with Dallas. That's a, that's a softball game for Dak coming back from that thumb injury. Yeah. So, they shouldn't have too many problems. I got Dallas. Yeah, Dallas. Okay. 
Uh, this is an interesting one. The Giants and the Jaguars. What are y'all thinking? Giants by three scores. Ooh, okay. The Giants by I'm three points. <laughs> I was expecting a close game. Yeah, I was thinking Giants by three points. I wouldn't take three scores. The Giants, I mean, who going to give you them three scores? Saquon can't give you all of them. Like, Giants by three scores, not three. Hey. All right, I, oh, listen, so, okay. So I'm I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the low on that, Kurt. I'm gonna take the low on that. I got hey Kurt. I got uh. Let me see. I got. I bet the case back. No, no, no. I got a kick out tray on that. Oh, I got a kick out tray on the low. I, I bet you. I bet you the Giants win, but I think it'll be less than fourteen points. Come on, man. Oh yeah, I got a tray on that. Oh yeah, I get scared. Oh, you nervous? You thirteen? No, no, hell no, hell no. <laughs> All right, okay. All right, I'll take it. I'll take it. I, All right, there's a bet. There's a bet. I want to get on this. So if it's 14 on the dot, do I win? No, if it's 14 on the dot, it's mine. 14 on low, it's me. All right, okay, I'll take it. I'll take nah. it. Nah, I, I want to get on this bet with you. y'all boys, too, because I believe Jacksonville going to put upset. I want to get a get in a bet with both of y'all boys. I got a – I got a – I got a, a big Gatorade. You know the gallon joker that they be selling at Walmart or Food Line? I want a gallon joker. One from each of y'all when Jacksonville put upset. All right. I, I take I take that bet. If Jacksonville pull upset, I got you on a big Gatorade. I hope we tracking all this. I I track yeah, 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 definitely. And I'll be honest with you, bro. Sometimes I'll go back and watch the like last 20 minutes so I can jot everything down. Don't got a track now, but I will get a track, you know, by by Friday. I'm going to go ahead and keep it all in a thousand with you. When Jacksonville loses, I need you to go ahead and double that case of smart water. I need you to go ahead and Okay. Double. Ooh, so another case of smart water for you. Yeah. Gallon Gatorade for me. We already got the double or nothing on uh on the other thing. We're going to go – I'm going to go back. I'm going to get the double or nothing because we got yeah, well, the other thing. The other thing is the green – we can go ahead and talk about it now. Green, green, green Bay versus Green Bay Commanders. Commanders. Yeah. Okay, and you go yeah. – and, and who is you who is you rocking with? You're rocking with the, the Commanders. Commanders. Right? I, let, I was going I to agree, right? Okay, okay, that's cool. So I'm glad we got that all together in the betting section. Kurt, I want my gallon jug of Gatorade. What you want, man? Hey, look, Jacksonville yeah. Giants. Uh, see, look, I'm I want the body armor. Give me the body armor. Okay, all right, that's a bet. So body armor, body armor versus the gallon Gatorade. That's a bet. Okay. So that's locked in. Cha-ching. Them Colts, we got the Colts and we got the Titans. Who y'all boys rocking with? Colts. We want it all back in blue. Cool. Yeah, we got to go. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm rocking with the Colts too. Listen, I I knew it was over when I seen Mark Henry get his splat. I'm talking about they stuffed Mark Henry in like week two, week one. He got to work. Yeah, Mark was. Yeah, bro, you said Mark Henry being Derrick. Oh, uh, yo, Mark <laughs> Henry. Yeah, he played like Mark Henry. I mean, he played like Mark Henry. He played like Mark Henry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he he's he's not me or Mark Henry. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Derrick Henry just got splat like that. I mean, he he's a loser right now. You know, ain't no king about it. He might be Joker at best. You know, so. Bishop Bishop Henry. Bishop, yeah. <laughs> Bishop uh, Falcons Bengals. That's the last early game. Who we rock with? Falcons Bengals. That's that could be Bengals that could be a trap game. I think the Bengals gonna bounce back. I think the Bengals will pull this one out. Falcons, Fal- Falcons. <laughs> Falcons, Falcons fly, fly, Falcons fly. <laughs> I'm going, I'm going with the Bengals. Falcons. 
I'm going right with Cincinnati too, Kurt. I, I don't. I like AJ Terrell. I don't think AJ Terrell. bro. Y'all tweaking, bro. Falcons, bro. Hey, the Falcons will win this ball game. Marcus Mariota will throw three touchdowns. One will go to Kyle Pitts. They will go 120 yards, zero touchdowns. Smoking drugs. Marcus Mariota <laughs> will win this ball game. I'm telling you. <laughs> After this, the Bengals gonna bounce back. I think. I think the Bengals gonna bounce back, but not this week. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Jack. I'm gonna I'm rock with you, Kurt. I'm gonna go with Cincinnati, bro. I think they'll get them. Uh, Cleveland and Baltimore. Who y'all boys rocking with them? Cleveland. Cleveland is just a, a dumpster fire. Right no, now, Cleveland's man. such a weird team. Cleveland's such a weird team because, like, I want to root for them, but then I also don't want to root for them. Because, like, this whole Deshaun Washington thing, you know, like, whoever side you sit on in this, like, I, I mean, it, that's your business. And I'm not asking anybody on this show to choose because I, I wouldn't yeah. put y'all in that situation. But I just think it's weird what the organization is trying to do in expectation for him to return. Because it's like, are y'all trying to win games? Are y'all trying not to win games? Like, because it looks some weeks like they trying to be competitive. And then some weeks it looks like mm, we, we all right. You know, but then you gave yeah. Deshaun all this money, and so it's like, is it going to get to a place where y'all are going to eventually have to cut Deshaun because another case just came out? You know, it's like... I saw that, bro. It's like, what are y'all going to do? You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all are paying this man not to play half a year while he's still got more, like, people speaking out. issues. Yeah, yeah while bro. people are still speaking. So it's, it's, it's a concern for me. I want to choose the Browns so much, but... I got to see Lamar Jackson bounce back. I really want the Ravens to do something this week. So I got to go with Lamar on this one, man. I'm going to go with the Ravens, too. Uh, Kurt, who you rocking with? You rocking with Baltimore as well or Cleveland? Ravens, yeah. Okay. okay. So kicking off them 405 matchups, we got my New York Jets. They taking on Denver Broncos, Bronco Country, Let's Ride. I'm going to rock on my Jets because I feel like the Broncos are sinking right now, and I feel like we're catching them at the right time. If we would have caught them maybe after their bye week, I would have maybe leaned towards the Broncos, but I think we're Who's catching them at a good time. Is that Wilson? Oh, he's playing? Yeah, he's back. Oh, He still is yet to throw a touchdown pass, which is That's- kind of – Pissing me off, <laughs> but we're winning games. He's, he's three and zero as a starter, so it's like, I mean, hey, I knew Zach. I knew Zach was back, like, but I'm just asking because it seems like y'all play football without a quarterback. It's like y'all play ten on eleven. Oh, yeah. that's what I'm saying, right? It's it's straight handoffs to yeah, to yeah. Brees Hall, <laughs> like, bro. It's, it's Brees, awful. I think Brees and might like be the saying, player the offensive rookie of the year. I agree. I definitely think he is. It's between him and and Damian Pierce from Houston. And Kurt, like you mentioned, us going one of eleven last week, that cannot happen. And we we're not we can't do that and beat quality teams. We can only do that against the Green Bays, the Denvers of the world. So I mean, hey, I'm gonna rock with us. I'm gonna still go with you though. I'm gonna still go with that. Hey, I, I wanna I wanna get bring back flag shirts because that's how I'm feeling. Bring back flag. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Hey, yeah. I, I, I ain't gonna lie to you. Now, if I see that shirt on television, uh, y'all hear to here first. I'm a trendsetter, y'all. What did I say? What did I say about Christian McCaffrey? I have seen more speculation about CK uh, Christian McCaffrey going to uh San Francisco or LA in the past week than ever before. And it's because somebody out there is listening to our podcast. Be like, yo, these black boys know something. Yeah, I know something. I know something. And I'm telling you, 
Y'all gonna be wearing them bring back flak shirts real soon, Darius. Black gonna mess around. I'll flak. be the first one. Black gonna mess around and get him like a five year deal with y'all. <laughs> he, gonna, he gonna mess around and get paid with y'all. I'm gonna I'm go with the Jets just because I don't ever believe in the Denver Broncos and Russ is like Russ is quietly making an enemy out of me, which is unfortunate. Right. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if that game is extremely close and Russ squeaks one out. Um, just because <laughs> I think I wouldn't be surprised. But uh, fly Jets fly or whatever they say, y'all take off Jets or three, two, one. We're crashing. Mayday, Mayday. Whatever y'all say about y'all. <laughs> whatever y'all say about y'all team. Whatever they say. J E T S Jets Jets Jets. Oh, that's what they said. I thought it was S H. No mind. <laughs> My fault. My fault, Jack. You get one franchise quarterback and win a Super Bowl and beat one. your hot stuff. One, two. Alex, Alex, Smith, Alex Smith was a franchise quarterback. Alex Smith was a franchise quarterback, bro. Y'all forget when y'all had Matt Castle as y'all starting quarterback, don't you? Shit, y'all may as well have Matt Castle. Who did y'all have? Like y'all, y'all attitude fits magic over Matt Castle. Fitz oh magic was a monster, bro. Y'all best. That's another. That's another conversation. Chad Pennington was our was probably our best. Within the last like 20, 10, 20 years, twenty years. Mark Sanchez. No, Geno Smith. You see what Geno's doing now? He will, but he didn't do that in the Jets union. I'm talking about what they did in the Jets union. Yeah, I'm saying I'm just I'm just telling y'all that guys are guys' careers are getting better once they leave y'all. So <laughs> all right, go ahead and do the next one. My fault. <laughs> Man, Houston and Vegas. Uh I'm leaning towards Vegas. They're coming back for their bye week. I truly think they'll be able to get a get a win. That's such an ugly game. Four or five matchups. The four or five, five matchups. Five matchup, they can't switch nobody out. I would much rather like to see the Falcons play at that four or five. The spot. Bengals at four or five. Right? Yeah, like I would much rather. That's an ugly time slot. Like you give and you give the Texans versus the Raiders one three and one versus one and four. The four or five time slot. That's like midday football. Like. That's you got to think, they still have Devontae Adams, though. Devontae Adams is going to get no. viewers to watch. Come on, man. Devontae Adams need to retire, bro. He trapped in that deal. Get me out of here, too. I'm going to go with the Raiders just because I have a lot of faith in them. Uh, they've been letting me down, but let's go, Raiders. Let's go. I'm betting on black. Here we go. Mm. Yeah. You know what? Controversy. Yeah, for sure, Texas. I'm just – and it ain't like it ain't impulse, it ain't irrational. I just I don't believe in the Raiders, bro. Yeah. The Raiders to me is kind of how I feel about the Broncos. It's like so much potential there, but yeah, you let me down week after week when I watch you play. Every so I, I'm a I'm gonna go with the Texans because this is a type of game that they could win. Like they could be they could beat the Raiders. Man, we need to start sports betting. I think that there's hey, we Wait, can't do it in North Carolina. We can't do it in North Carolina, but I mean, like, we should start sports. Hey, man. look, I got cousins that got different addresses. Hey, listen, man, I'm gonna, bro, I'm going to be honest <laughs> with y'all. If, 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 I'm if, that. if the Raiders lose to the Texans, bro, Devontae's going to demand a trade back to Green Bay. Listen, if the Raiders lose to the Texans, Devontae's going to punch everybody. Well, Devontae's going to go Devontae, on a punching spree. You're going to see Devontae in a green jersey again, then. Nah, Devontae's mm-hmm. going to end up. 
Hey, listen. Or he's going to have an orange jersey on because he's going to be in jail. Another <laughs> charge? <laughs> Another charge. He's going to be locked up. Boy, that all prison yeah. team going to be something vicious, boy. Oh, Crazy, that, that all vicious. That all Deshaun prison. Gonna be throwing that joint to Devontae. And you, and you gonna have R. Kelly singing the national anthem at your jump? Oh no, uh, he brought all oh, my. Sold out. because <laughs> oh, you, because you, you know it, guys, guys, you know it's people. You know it's people oh, who gonna be like, oh, R. Kelly singing the national anthem. I'm like, bro, stop guys. it, bro. Stop it, bro. I'm not going nowhere with R. Kelly around. I'm not going <laughs> or Deshaun, right? Hey, Either one of them. Hey, we're not talking really about Robert. We're talking about the artist. No, no, stop that, bro. You can't separate that. I mean, listen, stop it. Right. I'm joking, guys. But if for you is watching this, I'm joking. Yeah, I'm for the serious. folks watching this, they really playing. I'm don't really joking. Don't cancel I'm, I'm us. We're just starting. Like, dang, yeah, let us just, live a little. It's fine. a joke. You know what I'm saying? A little jokey joke. A little jokey joke. So. Uh, a couple games left. We got Seattle and the Chargers. Y'all really seem to believe in the Chargers, so I'm assuming y'all are going. They're over oh. Seattle. I'm, I'm going leaning towards Seattle. I'm yeah, going I was say, I'm leaning towards Seattle. I mean, uh, <laughs> that Seattle defense is good, bro. Seattle defense is good. Stop it, bro. I'm going Chargers, and we can bet whatever. Seattle ain't doing lightning hit one time. It ain't going to hit twice. <laughs> I don't know. If I'm, I'm not confident enough to bet on this one, but I'm gonna be real with you. Stop. I might just take that. Yeah, I ain't gonna bet on this one. I'm gonna say the yeah. Seahawks, but my confidence. Yeah, y'all ain't brave on. now, huh? Y'all talk all that. <laughs> y'all talk tough. Y'all talk tough. Uh, got Kansas City, San Fran. We probably all going with Kansas City because yeah. That's- that's yeah, Kansas City's looking at wounds, man. But I wouldn't be surprised if that game is a little bit closer because I think that San Francisco defense, if they start getting some pieces back, could be a little bit of a threat. But I still got Kansas City going with the win. I got this one in by like 14. I got Travis Kelce yeah. going with two tuds in the end zone. I think it'll be a good game. So I think it'll be a good game. Mm-hmm. Kurt, you rocking with Kansas City? San Fran. Oh, here he go. Here he go. No, no, so I, got him. Here he go. Here he go. I was, yeah, do I was it. Give, I want you to do it. I want you to do it. Dramatic response. I'm going with Kansas City. I was about to say, I want you to do it. Because I want, I, hey, listen, because I got some. I'm, I'm going with Kansas this. City. I got some Hannas on this. Benny. <laughs> I got some Benny's. And you talking crazy tonight. Hey, I'm going with Kansas Benny's. City, bro. I, okay. I, I'm not going right. I'm not going to stir the pot. Too much tonight. You know, Kansas City. Okay, cool, cool. I'm about to say, I want that gift card, G. I want that that Nantucket strawberry cake, Jack. Hey, you know what? Hey, we can. Hey, I want that. I want that one anyway. So it's like that we can get, you know, that could be the next bet. Hey, get it. Oh. Nah, I don't think y'all going to do too much betting on these last two games. These last two games. Who ain't? Oh, when they're mad, I need to call it. Hey, hey, who ain't? I need to Sunday, call it. Who ain't? The who Sunday, ain't? the Sunday night game, the Sunday night game is the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Miami Dolphins with Tua coming back. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'm going Pittsburgh. Kenny, uh, Kenny Pickett. Oh, I, okay. I take. Oh, what's up? I'm taking. I'm taking Miami. What's up? <laughs> he talking. Oh, who we talking? Who we talking? Ooh, ooh. Hey, what you want? Betting? You call it. Come on, Craig. Come on, Craig. Come on, Craig. Who you want? Kenny Pickett. I want me a I want me a uh uh six six uh cookie box from Crumble Cookie. 
a six cookie box. Oh, that's
give more, do more, love more, care more if you're not doing that for yourself, okay? And those are the aspects, those are the elements that you will need to be able to do all of those things for all of those people is if you're doing them for yourself, all right? That's genuine love. That's genuine care. That's truly what being a member of your community, what being a member of your society is, is loving yourself first and knowing when you're having good days and when you're having bad days. Self-evaluate. I, I had to have a conversation with a friend on last week and I had to let them know that the decisions they were making were in response to the fact that they needed therapy. The truth is sometimes we just need to talk to somebody. Sometimes we haven't healed from the things that we have experienced in our life. And so if you haven't found healing, find healing. If you haven't found closure, find closure. If you need support, if you need help, always feel free to reach out to one of these great guys on this call. Reach out to myself. You can reach us on any platform, any social media. We will stop what we're doing to put you in the right direction to find health. Help, all right? Whether that's in your health, whether that's mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally. Um, last bit of information. It's never as bad as it seems. So you hold on tight. You keep the faith, stay the course, be confident in yourself, no matter what people say about you, what people don't believe you can do, stay confident in yourself. There is a, there's a blessing rooted deep down inside of the challenges and the struggles you faced. And uh, I know you'll achieve that love, peace all the time. And uh, I love that. <clears throat> that honestly is kind of similar to what I was going to say. I was just going to say something like, you know, we, we don't, we don't live to work. You know, we, we work to make sure we live well, we live a comfortable life. So try to find something that brings balance to your life. Try to find something that's something you truly enjoy, whether that be, you know, reading the Bible, whether that might be hanging out with friends, whether that might be what we're doing here talking on our call with about sports or whether that might be working out, just find something to alleviate stresses that you might have because, you know, mental health is important. You know, mental health is a major thing that especially a lot of people of color deal with, but people just in general deal with, you know. And so it's always, you know, other better opportunities and better options to deal with that mental health. You know, it doesn't have to be, self-medicating it doesn't have to be running the drugs or drinking or doing this or doing that find something that brings you peace and just you know or find people that bring you peace you know sometimes it might just be talking with somebody like you mentioned finding people to talk to I know everybody on this call would be willing to be that shoulder to cry on that ear to listen if you need it so I mean just find somebody you trust find something that you love to do if you really stress whether that be about school work that we got going on and just know that people love you people care about you out here so that's really my last thing my last thing I want to leave uh, I truly appreciate another tremendous another great episode with these guys right here man they they made time out their busy schedule to talk about sports with your boy and you know we had laughs you know we got our bets in we're gonna we're gonna get these bets jotted down and we're gonna tell y'all how how everything goes next week so I mean, so, they don't have anything else. This is your boy, Darius Capers, a.k.a. Kung Fu Cape, Darius underscore Capers on all the socials. I'm going to let them say their partner words, but that's all I got for you guys. 
Salute. J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 let's fly, baby. Hey, Matt Ryan is on his way to a hell of a back end of the season. And you heard it from at I am King Vincent on Instagram first. I love how he looped that in. That was so nice. Uh, shout, I like that. Shout out. This is everybody's favorite Q. It's everybody's favorite Omega Man. The neighborhood hope dealer, Henry Capers, a.k.a. Hen Dog. Uh, just, you know, sending a lot of love, sending a lot of blessings as folks go through the rest of the week. Um, you can find me at Long Live My Reign, all caps. You can also find me in the Capers Cares Foundation. Uh, we're doing some really big things in the next couple of weeks, man. Y'all stay tuned. Y'all stay posted. If you want to be a part of it, just definitely reach out to me. I'd love to have you. Love to have you involved with what we do in the community here in Durham. Love, peace. Y'all take care, folks. Until next time, everybody. Yeah.